This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. Use code MMN at Prize Picks right now and get yourself a match deposit of up to 100 bucks. So you can put down 100 bucks this weekend on Prize Picks, even if you lose. Still got 100 bucks with code MMN. Link is down in the description. This is week one props, Prize Picks, and the updated injury report and updated rankings. If you're looking for a list of the rankings, they're down in the description. Right now, quick links, all updated. I'll be back live on Mayo Media Network at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time Sunday. If you have a question, that's the entire show. You leave your question in the chat, I will answer your questions. Try to get to them all, but sometimes on Sunday it gets a bit overwhelming and there's like 3,000 questions. First come, first serve on the question, so please set a reminder, tune into that, and sub to Mayo Media Network. And smash the like while you're here as well. Let's talk about the prize picks for the week. There is a bonus offer going on right now at prize picks. If you just go to passing yards under prize picks, you're going to see that there is the Tom Brady super prop over under or more or less than half a yard passing. That's their promo for the week. Uh, You can only win up to $250 with that. So you would, I mean, theoretically, the move is to play a five play Five play flex play on prize picks, prize picks for $25 with Tom Brady in there. That way you can win the maximum amount of up to $250. Or you can do the four play and do it as a power play, which still pays 10 times your money. Uh, and it's a free square. But you can only go up to $25 with a max payout of $250. I suppose you could do it uh, pretty simple if you wanted to do Tom Brady plus one other one uh, with a 3x that you could put up, what is that, 75 bucks? Yeah, 75 bucks on that, and you'd still be good to go. So you can use that free square any way you want. So if you're not in the pool at Prize Picks right now, you might as well do it because not only are they giving you the match deposit, so a free hundred dollars, they're giving you a free square to play with this week as well. So code MMN at prizepicks.com. Link again is down in the description. Tons of stuff down in the description. So Tom Brady's going to definitely make the card, but let's see about like the real plays. Who can we put them with? Who can we fill up a card with? Or if you want to go heavier than just a $250 payout, where are we going? The first one I'm looking at, I don't believe it's up as of yet because, yeah, we still, we'll get to the injury report in a second, but I love A.J. Green. His sports book over under receptions at the moment is three. I love that. Love the over in that circumstance. I just, A.J. Green's going to play like 90 to 95% of the snaps without DeAndre Hopkins, with Wesley on IR, potentially no Zach Ertz, and Rondell Moore being out. Just going to be a lot of volume and a very pass-heavy script for Arizona and A.J. Green. So once he is released, uh, you want to be quick to the scene on that one. The other thing I will say is that there's a prize picks tool over at runthesims.com that gives you the over and under more or less percentage and a value calculator to see if that's something that you want to do. So uh, there's a few of them in here, and we'll talk about the one that has the biggest odds of the week immediately. If you want the discount at Run the Sims, because it has like the optimizer, it has all of the projections for the week, which you can completely customize, uh, showdown simulator. It's just a bunch of tools. Basically, if you like doing research and you like using tools to your advantage and you don't like like the baseline, you can adjust those so easily. Come up with your own projections, your own stats, your own lineups. RunTheSims.com slash Mayo. There's weekly, there's monthly, there's yearly. Obviously, the yearly is the best deal, but you want to give it a shot, use the weekly. And promo code Mayo still gets you 10% off of that as well. Best bang for your buck around. Nicole Hardman under four receptions in this game against the Cardinals. Uh, comes out right now at, at the current baseline projections of a 92% winner. That's not bad whatsoever. Uh, I think I'm going to 
take that one. If you're looking for the free money with Brady, Brady and Hardman under four receptions is the route that you likely want to go with here. Uh, I mean, you can listen. I don't know exactly how. No one does. Even Patrick Mahomes doesn't seem to know exactly how the allocation of targets is going to go for the Kansas City Chiefs this week. There's a lot of mouths to feed. You know Kelsey's going to get his. Juju, Sky Moore, Marquez Velda, Scantling, Hardman, and the running backs, be it Clyde Edwards-Alaire, be it Jarek McKinnon, whoever it is. It's a lot of mouths to feed. Four receptions is a lot of receptions for someone who is primarily, as we kind of think of him, as a bubble screen and deep ball threat. Now, if he ends up taking the Tyree kill rule, you know, we're probably all screwed on this, but he very rarely gets to over f- to not only four receptions, and in order to lose it, he would have to get to five receptions, which is just too much. For my liking, uh, this is back on Run the Sims on the DIY simulator, and we can see how we actually have that figured out and why he comes in so low. I believe his baseline projection, if you go and look at Hardman, search up Hardman here, uh, what do we have? We have 2.2 receptions on three targets for 26 and a half yards, 6.9 fantasy points for the week. I mean, you can always go back and adjust those any way that you like, but here's what it's looking like of how we ended up coming to that number. And this is where the customization comes in on <clears throat> runthesims.com slash mail. By the way, if you want to go look at that, what do we have for Hardman? Well, we have Hardman an 8% target share. Okay, maybe you think that Sky Moore at 12, Valdez Scantling at 14, Juju Smith-Schuster at 20, Travis Kelsey at 22 is just completely way off. That also has CEH at 6%, uh, Pacheco at 3%, 6%. But even if you boosted him up to, let's say, I don't know, let's give him a 14% target share this week. Because that seems like it would be in a big outlier outcome. Uh, that means we need to lose 6% in just for this. We'll drop CEH to 3. We'll drop Pacheco to 0 uh, just to make it work so we can run the Sims. You need to have 100% at the bottom at all times for that to work. Hit the Run the Sims button. Probably should have saved that first and then hit the Run the Sims button. Either way, that's what we're looking at right here because we can reset everything uh, as soon as we want after the 10,000 simulations of the slate actually go. So there are your DraftKings plays for the week with Mixon, Taylor, and Amon Rossi and St. Brown coming out in the Optimals. I have included Sunday night and Monday into these projections because I want to get a full scope of what's going on. So let's see if at a 14% target share... Hardman now has 3.7 receptions on 5.2 targets. Now, obviously, you can't have a half reception, but that's still under the four number, even with a 14% target share and a pretty hefty pass volume from what we're looking at on the Kansas City Chiefs this week. We have them running 62.5 plays at over a 60% pass rate. I mean, that's about as much volume as you're going to see for Mecole Herdman. Even those, his baseline is still not getting you over that number. So under four receptions for Mecole Herdman on prize picks this week. The other one that I'm looking for here is, and this one is just more of a gut type thing. Uh, the projection is going to be right around where you think it is. It's not my second favorite. I think Hardman is my absolute stone cold favorite of prize picks building block for the week. But uh, this one just seemed artificially low to me. Uh, Josh Palmer, uh, that's two and a half receptions for him. It was actually the yardage that I liked. I mean, I like kind of both of them. But if we look up Josh Palmer, 28 and a half receiving yards. I don't know exactly where he comes out in terms of the projections. We can 
go take a look into what the inputs are, and then I can click over to it. But we have Josh Palmer at the moment for, let's see, 15% of the target share. That's going to put him way over everything. It has to, right? Uh, in a pass-happy offense like that, we'll click on our projections and just see all of a sudden, click on wide receivers, where Josh Palmer ends up coming out. Uh, 3.7 receptions, 45.2 yards. So when you go back to prize picks, 28.5, yeah, that's going to end up on the list as an over uh, in what should be a competitive, higher-scoring game, at least based on the team totals that we come into the week with and how our simulations work that you know we run this 10,000 times and his baseline is more than 15 yards higher than what his receiving prop is it's pretty good for Josh Palmer so we have the under on Nicole Hardman the over of Josh Palmer once again code MMN to get yourself that $100 match deposit on the props and these correlate pretty well to whether you're using DraftKings Sportsbook whatever book that you use I'd go in and look at these things like you can even do something as effective as I mean this is where the same game parlays really come in handy uh, normally they're just absolute takers although you can correlate your props pretty well in a same game parlay so you could go Josh Palmer over whatever they're offering let's say it is two and a half receptions over two and a half receptions over it's probably 30 and a half yards on sports books right now the prize picks number is the best number on the josh palmer prop if you want to go over and just correlate those two together then all of a sudden you're getting like three to one on your money instead of just trying to pick off props at minus 110 so that's the route that i would go if you're going to try to play some correlated props if you like all aspects of it like another one is like elijah for me elijah mitchell anytime touchdown that's plus 125 elijah mitchell over 14 and a half rushing attempts that's minus 110 and then elijah mitchell you can go on the range the spectrum in a same game parlay of how many yards that you think that he's going to get I think his over under right now is 65 and a half rushing yards I like the over on all three of those things so for a player that you like if you think that they're going to be involved in an offense instead of playing just the solo prop well the solo prop may be safer in a same game parlay you can correlate all those together and start getting either three or six six and a half nine times your money on the wager so you don't actually have to wager as much if you're on a budget and want to take a few more of the long shots like try to think of it as in order to hit that so let's say a five to one same game parlay on those three elijah mitchell props it's more than that because the anytime touchdown pays plus 125 but let's just say it's six to one in order to get to six to one on another parlay you would have to you'd have to put like four heavy money line favorites uh you'd have to go like indianapolis san francisco Baltimore and Cincinnati all the win to maybe even get you six to one or you have to go with the underdog parlay like you'd have to go with the Patriots the Browns and someone else to win outright you know those are three separate things that happen if you're going to be wrong on one of the Elijah Mitchell props well none of them are probably going to hit you're going to go over three but that doesn't matter because you've correlated them all together if the rushing attempts goes over and the touchdown gets scored, well, the yardage is going to come with it. What's he going to have? 17 carries for 21 yards and a touchdown? I mean, I suppose, theoretically, that could happen. But when we're talking about correlation, that's where your same game parlay is going to come back into the mix. Uh, the other one I really like here, and we'll switch back over to the prize picks tool on runthesims.com, and it is under passing attempts. Now, the Mac Jones over is a heavy favorite to win, and this one isn't there as high. It's still a 70 percenter. It is Jacoby Brissett set under 29 and a half passing attempts just feels like that's incredibly high for Jacoby Brissett based on what the spread of this game is the weather conditions in Carolina and what at least we assume that the Browns want to do on offense they want to run 
you're going to see Nick Chubb running the ball probably 20 times. You're probably going to see Kareem Hunt running the ball 10-plus times. Dearness Johnson is going to be in this game in terms of a ball carrier as well. He's probably going to get between like three and eight carries in this game. Now, the simulations don't actually have it that way. And good for them. I don't necessarily agree with them. That's why we have custom inputs with a lot of these things. So you have Cleveland. uh, Their projected points are 21. Their pace of play is 58 plays for the game. Their rushing rate at 52%. I think they run the ball. If this is if this stays within three to seven points the entire game, I think this is around a 60% rushing rate for the Cleveland Browns. That's how they're going to win. Use their defensive line to break up drives, force some punts on offense. They're not going to do too much. They're going to throw to Amari Cooper. That's it. And they're going to run the ball as often as possible. So if we just kind of rejig those and take a look at what's going on with the 60% rushing rate. Now, if they fall behind by 14 super early, you know, then we're SOL on the entire situation. Then Jacoby Brissett's going to be forced to pass. Fortunately, he's not very good. So maybe there's, you also, when you play some of these unders too, you have two separate ways of getting out of everything. If Brissett gets hurt, you're going to win as long as he takes a snap in the game. If he gets hurt and he's not playing, he's not going to have 30 pass attempts. Or he sucks so much they have to use someone else. That's probably not going to happen because they have no one else. But if it's just a disaster from the outset with Brissett, um, I would be shocked if he got benched. So I really like the under in this circumstance with them. So we go to the projections now at a 60% run rate. What does that look like for us in terms of passing attempts? See, I really like the passing attempts, the rushing attempts, because you know, one big run from someone kills your under or you know, one bad penalty kills your under or kills your over, kills your under, whatever it might be. The attempts, whether it be rushing, target share, receiving, passing attempts, those tend to be pretty static if you have a good feel for how the game is going to go. So we need to scroll down to like the very bottom here. Jacoby Brissett uh, at a 60% rushing rate only gets in 23 passing attempts. Now that's with my own manipulation of everything, but still at the baseline projection, he only came in at 27, two and a half passing attempts under what his number is at prize picked. And that was with about 50-50 pass to run rate for the Cleveland Browns. So I really like that under for him in terms of passing attempts. And all you have to do to find any of these things is click on NFL and where are we at here for passing attempts? And then we just go down to Jacoby. And there he is, 29 and a half. We're going to take the heavy under on that. So we have Nicole Hardman, we have Jacoby Brissett in terms of receiving yards. We have Josh Palmer. And I don't even know how he actually rated out on this. That's just one that I really love going into it. Uh, you guys see, there's a lot of unders in here. Unders, generally big winners versus overs uh, in a lot of these circumstances. I just have, there's Josh Palmer. So his over percentage is 66%. It's not quite as high as some of the other ones, like Mike Williams under receiving yards. I don't like that one at all. The Valdez Scantling one scares me because it feels like if you're going to play Valdez Scantling in the unders, play that every single week on your tickets. Mainly because, and this is what I'm getting at here, is he's going to come under this number seven times out of ten. But it only takes one catch for him to get to the over. You just pray this isn't the week that's going to happen. Uh, there's the Hardman one. He's his under-receiving yards. That could be another one that you play uh, as the same game parlay. Under-receptions, under-receiving yards for me, Cole Hardman. Hell, you can even throw Valdez Scantling into the mix, too, as an under in terms of receiving yards, and hopefully they all hit. And all of a sudden, 
you're good to go in this circumstance. I want to go back to the passing attempts for a second as we continue to build our calculator. You can see our current entry down at the bottom and the value calculator on the other side. Uh, with Brissette, I actually took the, uh, I clicked the wrong side of it. So I don't want to do that. Uh, Jacoby Brissette under is where we're going at, at the 70% play. Need to add that to the list. There we go. Now it's, I was at, we were in the negative EV for a second. I was like, hey, what's going on here? So there are one, so the AJ Green one, we still don't have a number on. I would wait for that to see what happens and see how low that number is. Anything three and a half or lower, smash the over on that situation. Like we can go, he's got a weird flex there on the screen. Uh, if we take a look at receptions, actually we'll go back to the projections on Run the Sims. Uh, and we have wide receivers brought up, and we're going to take a look at what AJ Green is up to. Great DraftKings value this week as well. And if you need a spot start, you shouldn't in week one for your season-long lineup. However, we have met 3.8 receiving yards on 6.6 .6 targets, 47 yards, 10.9 fantasy points. Kind of like those. Not going to lie to you. Um, I think he goes over those numbers, especially based on the pace of play and game situation. But those are his baseline numbers. And right now, like I said, at Sportsbooks, his over-under receiving prop is three receptions. He's almost projected for a full reception over that. I actually think he ends up in like the five or six territory in this game against the Chiefs. What else do we want to go to? So if we just unclick all of them, you can see the overall best plays on the slate. So you have the Mac Jones over passing attempts, 30.5. I do like that one a lot. I did play a Robert Tunyon over two receptions because when we get to the injury report here in a second, we're looking at Robert Tunyon. Um, it's just, he might be on a snap count. That's the only thing that you have to get worried about in this spot that maybe he's just not on the field enough in order to get it. But based on the baseline, 85% winner on this, uh, I probably wouldn't put it on my main play. I will sprinkle him in when I play the three leg, four leg, five flex plays, because I think it's pretty generous as long as you're right around that neighborhood. If he ends up playing 80% of the snaps without Alan Lazard around, yes, you're going to have Christian Watson. Yes, you're going to have Romeo Dub, Sammy Watkins, and the two running backs out of the backfield, but Tunyon should be the starter. Uh, he's off the injury report, so as long as he's out there, I know it's his first game back. It's not an Achilles, so that's good news. It is an, it is an ACL injury, so it's a knee injury, and guys just come back from that no problem. So you could throw him on there if you want to. The other ones that I was looking at were going to be, where is passing yards, and where is Davis Mills? Davis Mills, uh, the over is around 60 percent of 215 i like that one a lot too you can correlate that any sort of way that you want but i think this is going to be the three play for me this week uh we're gonna go let's say 150 bucks and see how that looks out for us on prize picks legs three odds to sweep it are going to be 42 percent so yes it's not great you only have a 42 percent chance to win but you get five times your money on that so as a part of the power play uh you're Points per dollar is going to be 170 on the 150. So that's what the expected return is to win the $20. Now, obviously, that's not how it works. It's you either lose or win five times your money on that. If you want to do the flex play, and these are two separate things that you can do at this point, you can go Brissette less than 29 0.5. I got a bunch of college football ones in here today too. Cleaned up on Friday night with Louisville and UFC and UCF. Got some, got some, I got a bunch of stuff on the go for this week already. So hopefully when we come back next week, the, uh, Hopefully that balance is a whole lot higher than we're doing right now. Just cash out a bunch, too. It's been a very profitable season on prize picks, especially because, like, Run the Sims dominated 
prize picks in USFL. Like it wasn't even funny. We were winning at like a 95% rate because our projections were so much better than everyone else's. So Brissett under 29.5 passing attempts. We're going to go back to those receiving yards and grab us some Josh Palmer on this. And I would throw Brady's prop onto this, but I want to go heavier than $25. And let's see here. What was the last one? Oh, yeah, me, Cole Harbin. The, 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 the lock play. I don't know if I mean lock is it's listen, we just looked at the percentages. It's like a 90% winner based on the based on it. That means we're going to lose one in 10 times. So you have to remember that when you go into it, you need to have a budget, you need to budget properly, and you need to know that bad things happen from time to time. So we're going to go less than four receptions and we're going to go $150 on this. Uh, you can go $100. So $150 to win $750. Boom. We're in. Hey, you can join them on the discord too. That seems like it'd be pretty nice to do. So percent under 29 and a half pass attempts on a full power play need to win all three. You can go with the flex play if you want. Uh, I'll show you how that works just very briefly. We'll just take three random ones and you can go let's see i mean cordero patterson overs are actually pretty good so we'll just pretend like we're filling up this entry so you got to go three out of three to get five x now if you want to do the code mmn get your match deposit of a hundred dollars and put down a hundred dollars on a play this week uh you can go with the flex play and the flex play is you can see it's a hundred dollars to win 225 so 2.25 times your money if all three win however if two win you still get 125 you win 25 dollars. so even if you get one wrong you still come away with money i prefer to do the power plays all five plays are flex plays so you even win two times your money if you go four or five ten times your money if you end up going i'll just check on Corey davis and elijah moore show you what's up here we go less because we got to fill these out less less oh yeah less less for those so if we go a hundred dollars uh you can see the different payouts for the five play structure you get 10x 10 times your money when a thousand bucks of all five are right two times your money if all four are right and 0.4 times your money it's like insurance and blackjack if you get three right you would get forty dollars back on your hundred dollars so you wouldn't get completely wiped out you could roll that forty dollars over into next week and we're, we're not aiming for three of five here and you can throw Brady onto this one and all of a sudden you get your 25 and that's the free square you would win 250 dollars on if we just put Tom Brady into this but you would still win 50 bucks if uh only if you know one of the other ones is wrong with the Brady package that's going on right now once again to find that it's under passing yards you have until Sunday night football kickoff in order to get in on it I suggest using it in the biggest way possible in terms of maximizing your profit. It's a free square. If you just want to take it easy, win some easy cash, go Hardman and Brady. I'm not going to object to that, but you know, I'm trying to shoot for the moon here, trying to really build up that bankroll on prize pick. So that's where I'm going with all of those. Let's switch over to the injuries and rankings for the week. You can find all of my rankings up, updated right now, too, on DKNation.com. I'll put them down in the description, but if you're ever looking for them, that is where you can locate them. Uh, one big change that I did, not a big change that I did make, I put Brees Hall, I dropped him down to number 31, I moved up Michael Carter to 35. It's starting to sound like Michael Carter might actually end up with more run than Brees Hall. But I'm also the guy that had Cam Akers ranked at number 19 uh, going into the Thursday night game. So Lord knows what I know. 
Either way, here's the full injury report. At running back, the ones that you need to know, Chase Edmonds is off the injury report with his groin. He's going to play. I would expect to see some Raheem Mostart and others in that backfield. Uh, I think the passing attack is really where you want to be, and I think that Chase Edmonds is a larger part of the passing game than any of the other running backs, but Mostert's likely to be the goal line back, so be very wary with that. You can see I have Chase Edmonds ranked at number 21 in the rankings right now, and where's Colonel Mostart at? Mostert is down to 40. 41. We're not down to 41. He's at 41, mainly because if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's going to be kind of useless. J.K. Dobbins will not be at 100% regardless of whether he plays or not. I don't expect to see him against the Ravens, but I'm wrong all the time. It's going to be a game time decision. So I didn't even put him in the rankings because I just, I want nothing to do with him. I do not want to play him. So that means if these rankings are under the impression that he is going to be out. So I have Mike Davis. I don't think I updated these. Let's see. There we go. We have to hit refresh on the page because I updated them right before we started. We'll see how we're doing here. Did that actually update? No, that, that didn't actually update, did it? There we go. Now we're getting a fresh update in here. Where did we see everyone? Yeah, so Brees Hall, Michael Carter, 31 and 34. Mike Davis at number 37. Kenyon Drake at number 40. Basically, the way that I think about this is it's not that I love Mike Davis, although it kind of does seem like I love Mike Davis because I always bring him up, but in deeper leagues, as a waiver wire running back that you could potentially plug and play, you might have a choice, or even Daily Fantasy versus Davis and Kenyon Drake. I think in a neutral game script or in a close game, you're going to see a lot more of Kenyon Drake on the field. And Lamar's there to steal touchdowns on the ground, too. However, if this does become a blowout, the Ravens are down to a six and a half point favorite at the moment. I expect them to win big, which means they should be running a ton in this game. The more they run in this game, I think the more that we're going to see Mike Davis, which means potential easy touchdowns for him at the end. The reason that I bring him up, he's like $4,400 on DraftKings. He's available in 98% of fantasy leagues that if you were in a pinch, which you shouldn't be, but that could be there, that I would go roll with Davis over Kenyon Drake if that is a situation that you're in. Once again, smash a like for the episode, and I will be live 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time Sunday morning taking your questions. That's all we're doing, going through the chat, answering questions. So if you got a question, tune in then to that. Kenneth Walker looks like he's likely out on Monday Night Football with the hernia. Fire up some. Rashad Penny. Penny coming in at number 20? Number 19 in the rankings this week in terms of running back. You also have James Robinson and his Achilles. He's expected to be active, although we got no other update from that as we went along throughout the week. That happened like five days ago. Doug Peterson said he's likely to be active. That was the end of the story. Okay, we just saw what happened to Cam Akers. This Achilles injury happened a lot sooner than Cam Akers. Yeah, play Travis Etienne. Do not play James Robinson. If you can find any James Robinson props this week, be it on prize picks, a sports book, wherever, smash the under. Smash the under harder than you just smashed the like button to this video, okay? If you're thinking about playing the overs, give your fucking head a shake, okay? Figure it out. Moving on down for the injury report, Alan Lazard is going to be likely out. He's doubtful, but he's not going to play. So that means you have Randall Cobb, probably my favorite DraftKings value in this. I don't love any of one of the Packers receivers. I think it's a lot of Aaron Jones, a lot of A.J. Dillon. Sammy Watkins makes the most logical sense, but Christian Watson's likely to be active for this game, too. I think the cheapest ones uh, to look at are the ones that are the most familiar with Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb, and Bob Tunyon, both expected to be active. Those are likely the ones that you want to go to, at least for safety purposes. I mean, it's week one. Watkins could have 3,000 points like he does every week one. It's still a new situation. He probably has the most talent 
plus experience of any of the receivers in this core. But if it's Romeo Dubs, I mean, on some bomb, it happens. Uh, but Cobb, even last year, was still being used in the red zone a ton. Obviously, a lot of red zone targets have been vacated by Devontae Adams. So this could be one of those classic Randall Cobb, three catches for 24 yards and two touchdown type of games. It is nice to see Bob Tunyon back, though, because he should be used in that red zone package as well. The Lose Jones, good Lord, is out with a hand, or likely out with a hamstring injury for the Bears. That's not helping the Bears whatsoever. Let's just go back and take a look at this for a second on Run the Sims to see how we're dealing with the inputs on the Bears receiving core. It's going to be like rain in Chicago, too. Uh, this, this, unless, like, Elijah Mitchell and Trey Lance run all over the Bears, this game just reeks of unders at the moment. So you see, yeah, projected at zeros, did not practice on Thursday, also did not practice on Friday. He's, he's not going to play. So then you have Mooney Tunes out here with a 27% target share. He still sucks. Uh, Equinamia St. Brown, Byron Pringle, the heir to the chip fortune, and then Dante Pettis. Once again, you can go and manipulate all of these on runthesims.com, runthesims.com slash mail for the weekly, monthly, annual membership. You want to test the waters, code mail works on the weekly, and you can go finagle this around any way you want. So you got David Montgomery, Cole Komet up around a 16% share. If you think that is dumb, because let's say, oh, Dante Pettis isn't doing anything. Let's bump him down to a 2%. I think all of those targets go to Cole Komet. Now, all of a sudden, we can bump him up to a 20 share, go click some save, run this entire slate 10,000 times and simulate it and see what our medium projections are going to be for someone like Cole Komet in this circumstance. We can also take a look at Darnell Mooney and how that really factors out. 27 does seem like it is at the high end, so we're going to go wide receiver. What do we got for Mooney here? So, as more... Uh, Darnell Mooney ends up with 3.6 receptions for 6.3 yards, 44 yards, and 0.1 of a touchdown. Even with a 27% share, the projections hate Darnell Mooney this week. Maybe he just catches a deep one from Fields, and we're just wrong about the Bears' offense. Completely fathomable uh, inside this. But then you see Komet. Like, is Komet really that great of a play, even at a 20% target share in this offense? Three catches, 4.6 targets, 32.2 yards. It's a tough pill to swallow, I'm not going to lie to you, when it comes down to it. That's why when we take a look at the tight end rankings for the week, you see I have Cole Komet at number 9. That's more of an indictment on how the rest of them look as Bob Tunyon, pitch count, Zach Ertz, prob probably a pitch count. I mean, as I Isaiah Likely is just as likely to get zero points as he is 10. Austin Hooper's kind of the same way in that Tennessee offense. Like, after, geez, because I, I, we'll get to tight ends in a second, so Kittle, Probably not going to play. Parham, probably not going to play. Tunyon is playing. Logan Thomas, probably not going to play. Zach Ertz is a game-time decision at 4 p.m. as well. So if you're holding out on Ertz, you have Fant. Who else here? Tunyon, Irv Smith. Those would be the ones potentially available to you to go pick up if you had to go get a tight end. I guess Big Albert O would be available for the Monday night game as well if you wanted to wait for Ertz. I don't think you, sh you should probably have a better tight end than Zach Ertz at this point, but that's what I'm looking at in terms of those. Zach Wilson's going to miss four to six weeks, and I want to circle back to the receivers now uh, because there's far more. Just the, the cheat sheet for receivers at the moment. You got Lazard, Veluse Jones are both likely out. Rondell Moore is out for the week. Michael Gallup is out, but he might avoid the pup list. And in that same game, you're actually looking at Jalen Tolbert. Could be a healthy scratch, which would mean Boku points for Noah Brown. I mean, really, Boku points, but just more playing time for Noah Brown in that circumstance. Traquan Smith is out for the Saints. Michael Thomas should be active with his hamstring injury. You also have Chris Godwin's going to be a game-time decision for Sunday Night Football. 
I mean, he's 50-50 to play now. He could be limited. I don't see how you could wait with... Unless you have, like, Julio just to slot in in Godwin's spot. I don't see how you're waiting for Godwin here. You should have better options in week one than waiting for a less than 100% 50-50 to play Chris Godwin with only one other game coming after it to fill out that spot. Like, you can do better this week. If you're wrong, that's good news for your team, that Chris Godwin is completely healthy and you have a borderline wide receiver one the rest of the season. The downside is... What happened to Cam Akers on Thursday night? You Listen, especially if you played Akers, you don't need that in your lineup when you're trying to come back and solidify a win in week one in your matchup. Drake London is a true game time decision. If he does play, he could be on a potential snap count. I bumped him down in the wide receiver rankings. He's down to number 39. You could even put him down lower than that if you wanted to. Jacoby Myers, you see, at number 41 on the screen right now. He is likely to play, but he has been practicing on a limited basis with knee injury kj hamler likely in for monday night football michael thomas as mentioned with that hamstring is likely to play deontay johnson gonna give it a go with his shoulder he said it's a pain tolerance thing deontay where are we at here deontay there we are number 14 you listen if you wanted to trust dj Moore, debo aj brown amari cooper whoever it might be more than deontay i get it but when he's healthy and he's on the field he's just a target machine i don't care who is throwing him the ball he's going to end up with like 13 targets in a chasing catch-up situation against the Bengals. that is a spot that you want to be invested in Kadarius tony looks like he's 100 percent which means he's like 60% for everyone else, but he's likely to play. Russell Gage, limited practice, likely to play as well. Sterling Shepard for the Giants coming off that Achilles tear. Do not play him, but it looks like he may be active. Jalen Waddle's going to play. Christian Watson's going to play, and that is the end of the injury report. I will be sending out the injury report along with all of the other cheat sheets on the Mayo Media Network newsletter. You can find that in the description right now. It's completely free to sign up. It's going to come out three times a week, uh, likely Tuesday nights, Sunday nights, and Saturday afternoons. Uh, after this show is recorded, you can find all the cheat sheets, all the hot links, and I will update the injury reports once the actives and inactives come out or anything that changes in terms of the injury front. So if you're ever looking for the rankings, any of the shows, giveaways, I'm giving away a thousand bucks in there. So you might want, it's free to join. You might want to do that right now and make sure you're on that email list. Okay. And remember to subscribe to fantasy football picks and bets on Apple, Spotify, wherever it might be. If you like the audio version of the show and not just the visual version. I mean, who wouldn't want to look at me? I know I wouldn't. So I would listen to the audio version. Then you can go, like, go shopping. Listen to the show, get your updates, get your updated rankings and your prize picks, and we are good to go. Thank you all for watching. Code MMN at prize picks for that match of up to $100. You can go along with the plays. You can win or lose along with me. Always fun times. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Yeah!